excuses, excuses. We all have them. And sometimes we even say, excuse me, but that's not the kind of excuse I'm talking about. I'm talking about the excuses that we make that give an answer for the reason why we don't do something. And frankly, a lot of times people, excuses are nothing more than lies. Or maybe they're, they're exaggerations of the truth. But at the end of the day, an excuse is a reason why something wasn't done in your life. So let's talk about uh, some common excuses that people make, some common reasons that people make excuses. Let's talk about, and I've, I've been on, on the diet kick, and one of the reasons why is because that's near and dear to me is, is uh, good health is extremely important. It's extremely important. The older I get, the more I realize this. And people go on a diet, in case you haven't heard my other iPods, my iPod casts, uh, iPods, anyways, my other podcasts, my bad, uh, you probably know by now that I'm on the ketogenic diet, and we've all got excuses on why we do things, or reasons why we do things, and excuses on why we stop. And at the end of the day, the reason why people stop the ketogenic diet is, generally speaking, is because it's hard. Now, in my humble yet accurate opinion, it's not that hard, okay? Because you get to eat delicious food. The problem is that you don't get a chance to eat sugars anymore. And if you're addicted to sugar, then it's going to be difficult for you like it was for me. I love cookies. In fact... My daughter made Christmas cookies this year with icing, as she does every year. And she says, Dad, aren't you going to have any? I'm like, no, I'm not. Unless you make it with erythritol and it's sugar-free, I'm not having it. And that's the point, people. You can make good keto desserts that taste good and that aren't bad for you. So there's no excuse for you to get off your diet. So... Yeah, this is tough love. I'm sorry if this is going to offend someone, and I'm pretty sure it's it's probably going to hurt someone's feelings, but that's okay. We're here to give tough love. And when you say that I could not continue my diet, that's an excuse. That's what that is. When you say I am going to get on my diet next week, next month, next year, that's an excuse. And you say, well, no, that's a plan. No, the problem is if you really, really wanted to get on your diet, you would do it right now. So you need to get to a point where you are done with excuses and just make it happen. If your doctor came to you yesterday or today and said, hey, unless you lose 10 pounds within a month, you're probably going to die. Guarantee you, you're going to lose your 10 pounds. There's no excuses then, right? What other excuses do people make? And I've, I've talked about this in other videos, and I, I went another direction, but at the end of the day, people make excuses for the reason why they fail. The reason why they quit. Excuses. And when we fail financially, and I've, I've been guilty of this, folks, and I'm not saying anything that I haven't, experience personally and fail that personally. Financially speaking, I have been a failure. I'm thankful right now that I'm not a failure. I'm no millionaire by any means. 
but I'm no failure right now. And people make excuses as to why they cannot save money or excuses on why they have to borrow money or excuses why they have to uh, use credit cards. Those are excuses. If you need extra money, then you need to work an extra job. I did another podcast not too long ago where I broke down the hours that we have in a day. And if you work eight hours a day, sleep seven hours a night, commute 30 minutes each way, and take three hours for eating, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're still left with four hours at the end of the day. Four hours! And let's face it, probably five hours, because most of the time people don't eat breakfast or lunch. What are you doing with your time? <laughs> you say you don't have any money. Well, you've got time, and time is worth money. You need to invest that time. Take that time and work. Now, maybe you have a desire to start a ministry, and you say, well, I've got no time. You have time. If you've got five hours, man, that's five hours times five. It's 25 hours a week, not counting weekends. Most people do nothing on weekends but sit around and watch basketball, and maybe they do a few chores around the house. I guarantee you, you can find another 20 hours on a Saturday and a Sunday to do extra work. 20 plus 25 throughout Monday through Friday, that's 45 hours. That's another full-time job. Let's say you have a dream to start your own business. Folks, you've got the time. The problem is is that you're making excuses. And a topic that's near and dear to my heart is your walk with God, is how close you are or are not to Jesus. I was in a conversation earlier today on Facebook, and this particular female was making excuses on why her language is bad. And at the end of the day, you need to take responsibility for your actions. There is no sin that's too powerful that Jesus Christ cannot forgive you and deliver you from it. There isn't any sin that's that that powerful. Jesus Christ is God in the flesh, and he can deliver you from the power and grip of sin. So if you have an addictive sin that's hard to break, Jesus can help you. And so what's happening in her scenario is the same thing that happened in my scenario, is I got saved, washed in the blood of Christ, but the, the difference that I'm seeing is that she doesn't have a hatred for sin. Because when I got saved, I had a hatred for using foul language. Now, I screwed up, and I used to fail from time to time when I was a new babe in Christ. I had to develop a new habit. And so when you have these old sinful habits that you do, whether it's smoking, drinking, uh, using foul language, or maybe sexual sins, those are all habits that you've developed. And as a born-again Christian that's following Jesus, the first thing that the Holy Spirit will change in your life is He'll change your desires. Friends, take advantage of that. If you hate sin now, and you hate cursing, using foul language, man, that's an advantage. Leverage that. Use that. And any time that you use a foul uh, word in front of someone else, I would say even by yourself. If you're you're driving down the road and some 
monkey head ends up uh, pulling in front of you or does something dumb and, and you blurt out a curse word, you need to say, Lord, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Okay? Uh, and I would even say, as a Christian, getting a control of your anger. And I have failed in this area from time to time. And when you give that to Jesus and let him be the Lord over your anger, over your emotions, man, rein those in. And so uh, using foul language is where I was going with that. There's a lot of people listening today that don't think there's any problem with using foul language. Jesus said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you spew out foul language, it's because you've got a foul heart. You've, you've got a, a sewer for a heart, which is what comes out of your mouth. The Apostle Paul said to put off filthy communications. And filthy communications includes using foul language and curse words. And you may say, well, it's just a word. My friend, that's an excuse. Another excuse people use is says, I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to read my Bible. That's funny. You've got time to watch football. That's funny. You've got time to watch basketball. But you've got no time to pray and seek God. Amazing. Now, I'm preaching to myself here because I've got excuses too sometimes. And I'll come back and say, but something happened. And something messed up my time. This morning, I was going to spend some time in the Word and prayer first thing. And I got a note from my wife. She said, she had to leave for work this morning. She said, uh, uh, Don, the refrigerator isn't cooling right. And I'm like, oh, great. So I started fiddling around, and I thought, you know, the, the most logical thing that I could do here is pull the refrigerator out, which is heavy, take off the back cover, get the vacuum out, vacuum everything up, go inside, brush the coils off underneath it, vacuum it out, and then push it back in, pull out the, the, the bottom cover, and there, my friends, was the dust. I mean, man, that thing was clogged with dust. If that those coils can't breathe, your refrigerator can't breathe either, and it's not going to put out the cold air. It's a condenser coil. It swaps hot air for cold air. Don't ask me any more than that. That's all I know. Uh, but if that thing is clogged, it's not going to work right. So I vacuumed the whole thing out. Man, that took an hour and a half. And I had plans for other things. I still made time to spend time with the Lord. But I had an excuse. And don't you know we all do? We've all got these things every day. New, the mother with a newborn baby. Man, you've got a huge excuse. That baby is not going to wait to eat. You've got a huge mega excuse. How do you overcome that? Well, first you do is pray and say, Lord, I need to spend time with you. Help me find time. Guess what? Why don't you go to bed an hour earlier and get up an hour earlier when no one's up? That's a hard one for me, folks. I'm not a morning person, and uh, that's something that God is working in my life. My excuse is that it's hard. That's my excuse. And guess what? I'm talking to me now. That's just an excuse. It's hard. You know what's hard? Going through chemotherapy for, for, uh, for four months. What's hard is then cracking open your rib cage and taking out a quarter of your lung and a part of your pericardium and sewing you back up and muscling through that and getting well. That was hard. 
getting up early is nothing, folks. And maybe maybe you've got some experiences that you say that you can say, you know what's hard is is uh, bullets flying over your head. What's hard is running toward a fire. What's what's hard is running towards the firing bullets. Yeah, folks, that's hard. Getting up an hour earlier, come on. Putting down the remote control. Come on, folks. Putting down your idol football. I think I just I think I just talked to someone tonight. A lot of folks have an idol. It's called football. A lot of folks have an idol called basketball. People, listen, listen. I gotta wrap this up. Listen to this. At the end of the day, you're laying on your deathbed. What's going through your mind? A. Here's the here's point one. A. I wish I would have spent more time watching that you know basketball or football. Or B. I wish I would have spent more time with Jesus. Or C. I wish I would have spent more time with my family. I would say B and C are really close. That's probably what you, what's going to be going through your mind. So I did cover some of these topics earlier today. Actually, I did it last night. But a different angle is excuses. Folks, quit making excuses and let's go. It's 2019, man. You're getting old. <laughs> Stop making excuses. Let's get this done. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Stand, stay tuned to next time. I'm going to bring you some more challenging words. <laughs>